0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm delighted to be back with you once again to share from God's Word. We're looking into the sixth chapter of the gospel of mark in any case here we are at verse 7 he called unto him that is our lord jesus called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey save a staff only no script no bread no money in their purse but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats we come back to this in a minute. I'll continue reading, however, with what our Lord said. He said unto them, In what place soever ye enter into an house, there abide, till ye depart from that place, and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you. When ye depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet, for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, It shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. They went out and preached that men should repent. They cast out many demons, anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. Now here Mark, of course, with his telegraphic style, just puts down the main facts, which I guess is all right with us. Our Lord Jesus knows whom he wants to send and where he wants to send them. That's the first thing that stands right out there. All you have to do is yield yourself to God, and he'll send you and he'll use you. You don't have to pray, Oh God, use me. It's a matter of becoming usable, isn't it? Yes, it is. Our Lord Jesus knows who he wants to reach. He knows the person that he wants to send to reach that someone. He knows the circumstances which will apply when the meeting is accomplished. He knows all about it. and He knows who he wants you to work with. Have you ever thought about that? Many of my listeners from time to time face a, a choice as to uh, whom, with whom they will work. Shall I work with this person? Shall I work with that person? Shall I team up with the other person? man talked to me some time ago about leaving his very comfortable position in a church and going to work with uh, a brother who had a television ministry. Entirely different setup and with probably less security. Should he do it or not? Well, I tell you, the Lord knows. Looking back, I can see how he led me, not only in the general course of my life, but he led me in terms of the people with whom I would work. He knows. He put these people together by two and two. And uh, he sent them. Now, let that be a comfort to your own heart today and a challenge as well to you. As you think in terms of the decisions you must make that involve the who, what, where, when, and why, our Lord Jesus knows. He himself knew what he would do, it says, concerning his conduct in John chapter 6. He himself knew what he would do. He knew all things, it says in another place. Needed not that any should tell him. So just report for duty. Ask God to guide you in your choice of people with whom you're going to work, and he will so that your minister will be a blessed adventure, not a grind. You'll have the joy of working with people that fit so closely with your own attributes that both of you will know that the Lord put you together. Reverend Oda, we called him Oda-sensei. The word sensei is an honorable suffix in Japanese. means wise one, teacher. Oda-sensei, he was my interpreter in Japan years ago, traveled with me everywhere. And one day the thought just overcame him. He said, you know, brother, I'm so close to you that even when you cough, I cough. (laughs) That's pretty close, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, you can have the joy of working with people concerning whom you know the Lord put them with you. When I first came to the college in 1962 as president, there was the predictable exodus of some people. They knew I was going to stand firm and true to the uh, inerrant word of God and that I was going to enforce the rules that were set down as rules of conduct and they didn't want that kind of a stricture, so they left. Well, then that left some holes to be filled and I began to pray that God would send people to me and one by one they came. Uh, Pinebrook was being uh, modified into a different kind of a setup after the death of Dr. Percy Crawford, and so uh, Art Weist and his wife left the farm uh, where they had been for a number of years, growing vegetables to feed the summer conference crowd, and they came to work with us. Jim Wigand had been, had been managing uh, the uh, children's camps, uh, Shadowbrook and Mountain Brook, or whatever it was called, and uh, those were closed down, And he came to work with me. And others came from here and there. God put them together. I never cease to marvel at his kindness in bringing dear, dear saints of his into my life at the right time to help get his work done. Pastor, you can depend on this. Do you need somebody to promote, somebody who's a promoter? Ask God to save a salesman and bring him into your church. Do you need someone who can handle finances? Ask God to save a banker and bring him into your church. Anything I tell you, I've been there. I was in the pastor 18 years. I know that God can bring specific people to you in answer to prayer. Oh, yes, he can. And if you're in business and you need someone specially in your business, God knows where the people are that can meet the need. Trust him and obey him. Well, that all grew out of this verse. It says he began to send them forth. Now it says he gave them power over unclean spirits, commanded them they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. What is all this? The exhibition of God's power oftentimes depends upon the lack of trust in anything else. You want to chew on that for a while? The outpouring of God's power through your life and mine often depends upon the lack of trust in anything else. As long as you got something else to trust in, you're not going to exercise complete faith in God concerning a matter. <laughs> I, I was for some years head of the Youth for Christ movement in Chicago. I had a wonderful committee Uh, of businessmen who backed me up and who helped and counseled, one of whom was a treasurer, an engineer uh, who had perhaps uh, 60 or 65 people working for him in his engineering uh, business and uh, a fine brother. Well, it came one day when I was completely out of money. There wasn't anything left in the till. Payday was coming up and uh, other bills to be paid. And I just had to go out and raise some money. And so I thought, well, I'll go see my friend Al and uh, maybe he'll help me. And uh, at least he'll pray with me, which he did. We had a we had an earnest, earnest prayer meeting that God would help and guide and direct and supply that special need. He told me frankly that he was given out. There wasn't anything more he could give, but he would pray with me, which he did. And then uh, when we got up off our knees, I said to him, you know, I don't understand why the Lord lets us get broke like this from time to time. He thought a minute, and then he smiled. He says, you know, it's a cinch that you pray a lot better when you're broke. (laughs) Oh, how true. Oh, incidentally, the P.S. to that story is that God did supply that need, and the money was raised, and we did meet the payroll and met the bills and went right on. Hallelujah. The Lord brings you through things, doesn't he? He suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna that he might make thee know. See, that's the way the Lord works. He brings you into a situation of need. Then he brings you through it by his grace so that you can know in your own heart that it pays to trust God. The outpouring of God's power is oftentimes directly proportional to your lack of trust in anything else. What did he say to them? Say, take nothing for your journey. Now, that certainly sounds like, like uh, poor advice, doesn't it? He said, uh, no scrip, that's a that's a purse, no bread, no money in your purse. Scrip, that's a that's a, a bag to carry. Uh, you can carry your personal items in. No bread, no money in your purse. Just wear sandals, and don't have two coats. Now, why did he tell them that? Was that to teach them that you should never make plans? Was that to teach them that when you go on a journey, you should never be prepared for it? No. What he was teaching them was, on this particular mission, you have to learn to trust God while you are exercising the authority I'm giving you over the powers of sin and Satan. This was an object lesson in learning to trust God. It doesn't teach me that when I go on a trip, I shouldn't have anything with me. That isn't what it teaches. What it does teach is that it is more important to trust in the power of God and the guidance of God than it is to trust in anything else. And they had to learn that. I notice he let them take a staff. That was to ward off the any of the angry neighbor's dogs that came out to bite them uh, and I suppose to lean upon when their bodies were re- weary with the walking. But there they go. Nothing by way of money, nothing by way of equipment, Nothing by way of even of extra clothing, just God. I carry in my wallet, a very small clipping that my sister Mildred gave to me some years ago. I still carry it and treasure it. It says when you are down to nothing at all, then for the first time, you may become aware of the fact that God is enough. There, my brother, my sister, is the truth. Never fear nor flinch at the trials of life and the necessities of life and the needs that you face. Because in them and through them, God is teaching you that he is indeed enough. And like what he said to Paul, he's saying to you and to me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. He's enough. He's more than enough. Ye are complete in him, says Paul. Everything that you'll ever need is wrapped up in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, so trust Him and obey Him step by step. Dear Father, today grant to us to live in the delightful awareness that Thou art indeed enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.